Welcome to Paranormal Gateway Paratalk. My name is Scott Wise and our host Mel is unable to join us tonight. Tonight's special guests are Vinny and Roger from Arizona Paranormal Investigation and Research Society. Arizona Paranormal Investigation and Research Society have been doing paranormal investigating for over 40 years, engaging in forensic techniques, historical records, and the most innovative technology available. It achieves the balance of both skeptics and believers. While their approach is scientific, some of the members are intuitive and combined to provide a unique perspective while investigating. Without further ado, let's welcome everyone at Investigation Research Society to the show. That's a mouthful. There we go. <laughs> right? <laughs> Good evening, everybody. I should have just said Asperger's, right? Yeah, just go for Asperger's. Asperger's. <laughs> Sounds like a disease, but okay. Asperger's. Uh, oh, my. All right, um... We're going to start video tonight, and Roger's going to pop in a little later. So, let's for that hang for one. Like I said, Mel can't make it tonight. Um, she had to pick up a, a shift to work. So, um, we'll be all right. Yeah, we will. All right, well, I want you to introduce yourself. And I know you've been there over 40 years. Um, what experience or just the job is for interest in it? That got you started. Sure. Well, first off, when I was uh, six years old, I saw my grandfather recently pass. I didn't understand it. I you know, went and grabbed my mother. She shushed me off, and you didn't see anything at your imagination. And it fueled my curiosity. I needed to know why. Nobody can okay. give me an answer. Nobody wanted to give you an answer. That's right. you know, part of the other problem with uh, you know that time period. You know, we're talking about in the 60s. If you talked about this, she went to the paddock room. So as I got older, I started new research, and you start finding you know uh, similar-minded people, and next thing you know, you, you have somebody that you have something in common with, and we took it to the next level. 1978 was my actual first case that I ever did it was the same situation. A woman from work understood what we did. And she asked, hey, look, my son sees these things. I think it's his imagination, but I heard you have a story similar. Could you talk with him? And that's kind of how it started. It's more not so much um, tracking and trying to make uh, like a connection, but dealing with the child, dealing with uh, the people that are, are afflicted, let them understand that they're not crazy. There's someone that has experienced something similar and that we can talk about it and understand it together. So that's how that that part actually got started. All right, and that was the one thing when we started our group back then is um, made it feel that you might not be crazy. Yeah. And some of the things you're experiencing in the house, most of the time there are things that you can, you know, debunk. Sure, easy. Like, yeah, easy debunk. But so the other times when we get them when cases of loving children are affected or you see it firsthand while investigating or when going over, they get back to you and say, well, you're not crazy. You know, what do you want to do next to help you, you know, get through this? Whether it involves something we all do 
if it's something that's the bad spirit, we will call in somebody to take care of that. We will get you handle anything like that. But um, I'm not sure how you feel about it with uh, having a, a priest or preacher come in and bless us. Bless it, it depends on the individuals, on the uh, client, what you know, the religious backgrounds are. Some We've dealt with people that are completely religious and then completely on the other. Mm -hmm. Where, yes, a blessing may have been helpful, but being that they do not believe in God, they do not have faith, you can't impose your will or your beliefs on them. So you do have to be neutral with everybody that you're dealing with. For some people, that might be very difficult to do. It's one of the key factors about being a paranormal investigator. You cannot judge. You cannot inflict, impose your will on people. That's important. Right. Now, we always have a questionnaire we give them to, and... And some of the questions were kind of personal, but they didn't have to answer them if they want to, which sometimes helped us before you went in. A lot of times you do have a, a pre-interview and sit down with them. You're mm-hmm. telling how close they are to the investigation. Now they're an hour away or two hours away, then we just do all at once, you know, make a day of it and do it. Yeah, we use an intake form, and uh, today we spend more of it the time on the phone on more consultating than actually going out to locations. Yeah, Most a lot easier that way. Yeah. With the uh, you know the rise of the paranormal with you know television, people are more aware of it. People are assuming that they're actually having these types of issues when really it's not. You know, uh, Jason Huss is something great, which we kind of tell new investigators. You can't go into a location expecting paranormal or wanting to have paranormal because then everything that you're gonna come across previous this paranormal. You have to be objective. And the client needs to be also. They just can't say, well, this is like, you know, so-and-so TV on episode two. That's not the way it is. We find a lot of people want to be entertained by us. And, you know, with the cost of gas and expenses, plus right. the time of reviewing so much of that evidence, we just can't roll. Back in the day, it used to be more serious. People were were concerned about what possibly was going on. It wasn't something on television that they can compare to. They might have knew somebody else had a similar situation. But today, it's just very, very widespread. So as an investigator, you do have to protect yourself and your interests. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, uh, over the years, people were more understanding that there can possibly be something there. Like you said, not crazy. And with... The internet, when you got like me, you're talking. I mean, it's, it's awesome to be able to talk to these people and get a feel for them before you even go. Mm-hmm. That gives you time to sit your team and say, listen, what, how are we going to approach this case? You know, we're going to do it this way or that way. I'm telling on the person's feelings towards, you know, it's different for everybody. Yeah, every case is, in, is different. It's a totally individual case. Uh, you know, it's just over the years, you just you get a kind of a, a blueprint of how you actually go forth and, mm-hmm. and deal with situations. And, you know, you get to know certain things or red flags that, um, you know, you're really not dealing with the paranormal uh, issues. Today with medications, I mean, so many people, one of the places we go to, uh, we go to somebody's home, believe it or not. This is their medicine cabinet. We have the intake form. We ask about medications. We will go into the cabinet. We'll take a look. If we see something there that we're not familiar with, we will Google it just to find out 
what yeah. they may or may not be on. And you know that is, that is important. We're we're a, a detectives in part, we're psychiatrists in, in another part, and that's that's the difficult part. A lot of people you can easily ramp up their fears just by telling them, "Oh yeah, there, there's definitely something here. We got you know an EVP here. We got something off of the spirit box, but it just may have been background noise." Right. And you can put someone into a major frenzy and cause such problems in the family by mis, I'm going to say, diagnosing a situation. So you have to be careful when you're investigating, especially these days. Yeah. That was one of those questions are, uh, is there any um, illegal charities in the home? It was one of the ones that we, we asked. We don't, we sign me up, we put it in a record contact, you know, we had a contract, we don't contact authorities in this situation. Now, if we go to a house where you see that, me, there's abuse going on. Like, I never, we never had that. But I heard a case like already from other groups. I don't got name names. They had that issue, and that they felt obligated to do that just for safety of the family. Yeah. Well, luckily we didn't see anything with child abuse, but there was a couple of uh, situations that we had where there was definitely some type of spousal abuse, and it wasn't it wasn't physical. It was just, uh, you know, one individual, the way they were dealing with their spouse, you can tell that they were uh, dominating, they were uh, possessive. Yeah. So, you know, as you're talking and dealing with people, you pick up on things like that. And that's when you really need to be very, very cautious in what you do. And, you know, to contact authorities, sometimes it might not be the best thing to do because uh, you could yeah. open up an entire can of worms. And today... Yeah. When you look at the amount of violence that's out there, people on a snap will flip and they'll come after you. So, you know, if right. you uh, contact authorities and it was not founded, that right. individual can actually hunt you down, find you, and, and close you and your family situation. Right. So, right. It's a very that's, difficult, very yeah. difficult out there today. Very difficult. Yeah. Luckily, I have much of that, you know, with that situation. But, um, Another thing with the negativity in the home, I always thought that I could start activity also. You know, like I can bring on, you know, any kind of activity in the house. I always thought that could be a possibility too. Yeah. So. But like I so said, for the most part, our clients were, they're, they're nice and impressive. They get, started to get us pizza and drinks and stuff over there and. Yeah, most of the time for our clients. Now, now we don't. Right now, my group is actually new. I start another group, but when I first start, I was back in Pennsylvania. I start, I guess. I just start like ninety eight, but um, my kid was just born, so like first five six years, just you know, stay at home with with him. I was going to school at night, and. Once I got a chance to get into the paranormal, I found a group um, up in uh, Northern PA that I joined, and I was with them. I had a lot of friends of mine then that I knew since childhood. And then we broke off into another group called GASP, and we were with them. I'm still, the team page is still up, but um, they went to a kind of different team that we collaborate with back and forth, but. I have a new theme here I started uh, four years ago. 
Santa, here in Ohio. Well, um, you know, team being here in Arizona since 2008, it took about 12 years to really put together a group uh, that can interact well. Uh, you know, the chemistry has to be there. You can't have issues. You can't have attitudes going into locations because it, it just defeats the reason that you're there. So it, it took a while. Um, you know, over the years, I was with uh, one guy. We ended up uh, doing Phelps Dodge down in Ajo. We set up 12 cameras. At the end of the night, um, he was kind of anal is the only way to put it. We had to actually wipe down the cables as we coiled them with baby wipes because he wanted his cables clean. About two or three weeks, I reached out, contacted him, and said, when would you review all that stuff from the hospital? Oh, I just recorded over it. What? Yeah, so it was like, why did we go through all that? What was the purpose of it? Just the fact of doing you know, ghost hunting? And that was one of the big things that I was coming out with down here. Everybody wants to have the episode. They want to you know, go in and do it, but there's no research. There's nothing behind it other than the fact of, just doing, what do you want to do tonight? Well, let's go to sign or bowl. What do you want to do? Oh, we'll go ghost hunt. It's not a function. It's not a thing. For me, it's not a thing to do. I prefer not to have my phone ring. I prefer not to get an intake form. Because then I know there's nobody that's having an issue out there. Do we go and do historic locations? Yes, that's one of the things that we did out here in 2017. A lot of the locations that we were familiar with, they're getting their funding cut and cut and cut. So we started AZ Ghost Tours as a fundraising arm to help these locations raise some funds. So we do public events throughout the year. Last year, uh, we made over, we have nine different locations we work with, made over $20,000. So that, to me, that was great. That gives them, you know, a chance to stay in business, keep the doors open. I have a three-year-old granddaughter, and it's important for me to have her be able to see historic sites. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to Arizona, but I'm sure you saw pictures of the Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah. It does nothing compared to actually being there. That's my thought with these locations. You can see a picture of something or read about it, but unless you physically see it, touch it, it's totally different. So I want these locations to be here for her and possibly for her grandchildren. And I just hit this year with the first group, um, with the, I'm not going to name the group because they don't, yeah. I mean, yeah, but the founder. I was with that group for two years, and it started pretty good. And it got to a point where, um, he like one time he got a brand new piece of equipment. He didn't know how to set up or anything. Well, we were setting up our equipment. He spent two hours trying to set it up one piece. Another thing was is that we always said we will do our best. We'll have to. Evidence of back to you within the two, two most three weeks back to the client and come back to the client's house and review it with them and stuff. And there was times that he would show up late or he would have evidence done. And then the other guy brought one of that group, we just left and split their own group. Yeah, it's got to be too much. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I, you, you owe it to the client. That's where they're there for. They're not just there for you to go and do your thing. They're looking for some type of answers. And the evidence part, we use YouTube. Uh, pretty much everything we have on YouTube is unlisted. It's only for our clients to see. We, we have a, a confidentiality agreements with them. We don't do mm -hmm. YouTube channels for, you know, that type of stuff. We don't post it on Facebook. Hey, guess what we're doing this weekend? 
people do that and it's like wearing a badge of honor i don't need to promote what i uh, do i see and, all the time and yeah you do see it also i mean you know it's the younger groups they're trying to establish themselves in a sense get a name and i get that but again you know it, it it's something that is very an intimate experience when you're dealing with the public like that so um, you know go to historic locations there's a lot of them like in our area there's a great many to be able to go and investigate a lot of them are open to have groups come in so if you're looking for a location do more of that stuff than actually you know investigating somebody's home because you could do more harm than good but you know there you know it took a while to get uh, a good group of people out here and we're balanced we do have other uh, people that would bring on larger locations but it's primarily just the four of us roger pam karen and myself and karen and my wife pam they were both sensitive so they give a little bit of a, an additional oh, dynamics to it and being that i know them and i understand them you know i can meet a medium or you, know, you can meet a medium and they're only as good as the work you don't know them you never work with them so you have to take them for face value what they're saying that they are with our situation being that i know them and i work with them when something is going on i know that it's it's for real that there is something actually happening and when equipment is validating with their hearing the historic um, information that we receive the client interview information that was gathered from that when that starts matching what they are coming up with you've got some type of you know concrete some validation to the evidence that you're collecting so it's See, good to have a good group. You need to have it. Yeah. And we sort of start off uh, we are really busy in residential cases. And or the year start taper off a little bit, but we started doing other like locations, the historical places and you know, different um, haunted schools mm -hmm. and churches, that kind of stuff. Um, but we never went to go out to get famous with it. We just went to places we hear were, you know, were active or... Because we approached uh, quite a few times in our our emails and stuff with uh, Discovery, what was the command, the uh, Haunted Files, uh, the other ones. You know, we read over the contract and stuff and they said that when we use your footage, it becomes ours. And I said no. So you can, you can use it, but that's not your property, right. you know, but they want all rights to it. And then what happened is, like, I'm, I'm going to say it anyways, but if the whole group's telling there, I'm not going to care. But, uh, yeah, but the first group I was with, uh, we did uh, a bar in Pennsylvania. I think it was called the Ship Inn. And back then, we were using the VCR, VCR tapes. And so, it's my job to go on and, and cut out and you know, do a TV video of it and extract it to files and... Editing and all. Right. Me and my best friend who joined the group were in the bar. We were doing a IPP session now. Back then, we did the flashlight thing. We we kind of shot away from that because with temperature changes and and stuff can actually affect it. Yeah, there was a German scientist that actually did an experiment with it. My wife enjoys doing it because, again, being that she's a sensitive, mm -hmm. it's, it's something that is matching what she is feeling. 
but there was a scientist in germany i think it was germany that actually did an entire 24-hour test on it mm -hmm. the thing is when you're doing a flashlight if you're using the flashlight as a flashlight the unit is is now preheated you need to start with a cold flashlight if you're going to attempt that at all and right. you need to monitor it with a laser thermometer right so right that thought i can see that then you got to put it out the window yeah it's not going to be about well we had a light under the bar, and we said, "Yeah, here, can you, you know, turn the light on?" And it popped on. I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know. And um, so they end up getting it on one of the Pop and Joke Ghost shows, mm -hmm. and then they actually went and used the other guy as the person in that bar. <laughs> Got it. So it makes all is all just. Yeah, so it's, all it's all entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> I got Roger over on. It's about time. We're, we're talking so much. And... Hey, hey, Roger, now it's your time to talk. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. We're talking since the years off here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like. Are you in your car? Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm sitting in my car still. <laughs> He's coming to us via car. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm glad you can make it. <laughs> yeah, happy you can make it too. Uh, Shame the yellow ones, but I told him next time I have you on, I'll make it for your seven o'clock and, and not my yeah. seven o'clock. Even five o'clock our time. Yeah, I'll start yeah. at that, guys. I don't know. No problem. Yeah, hey, daylight savings time. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should get rid of that. Hey, farmers, go for it. <laughs> Oh, we might have to go back there. You know, the way uh, things are getting priced out, maybe electric's going to be like two thousand dollars a kilowatt. So we might be using some like in the future. So you never know. <laughs> yeah, we talk about our investigations, like with some of our special cases, and you know, and uh, so while you're on, I want you to uh, say a little about yourself and how you are interested in paranormal and. Um, what are your skills that brought you on this team? Why uh, do you bring you on this podcast? <laughs> well, I mean, so I I don't know where to start. Um, beginning. Not, what? <laughs> the beginning. Well, no okay. kidding. Um, um, okay, back in 1960, when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> uh, been in Arizona for 20-something years. Uh, never thought I would actually be a paranormal investigator. And then I just got into it by watching TV. And I found uh, Vinny's group at one point. Went along with them. Uh, I asked if they were ever looking for anybody new. And was first told no. <laughs> but I guess... Uh, it, well... <laughs> it, it was an unsure time, I guess. Oh, okay, um, yeah. But then Kendra, who's, uh, I guess, our liaison from back east now. Yeah. Right, Ben? Yeah, she's in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. So she talked me up to Vinny. Vinny said, okay, have him help out at one of the events. And then I helped out, and I guess I passed. Well, it's not about passing. It's just, again, talking <laughs> about interaction, chemistry. He has the right chemistry. You know, he, mm -hmm. he's not someone that believes that everything is paranormal. Um, he's good with people. You know, he's, he's 
he's a bit of an empath. He has compassion for people. He has compassion for the industry. You know, those few things are the hmm. biggest building blocks you need as a paranormal investigator. Yeah. And he is, he's great. He, he just, uh, you know, he doesn't have a lot of experience, but he's willing to learn. And, you know, we love yeah. having him on, on all our events. Uh, people enjoy him. Again, like I said, it's all about the mix of people. It makes a big, big difference. All right. Glad to have him. Glad to have you. Keep up the good yeah. work. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah okay. you're also about responsibility comes there, too. I mean, but that kind of stuff. When I came out to Arizona, obviously, I reached out to people. And at that point, I had 30 years' experience. Nobody wanted to give me the time of day. Uh, so, you know, being at the internet was there and everybody had matching T-shirts. We're like, all right, well, let's just figure out a name and we'll throw something out there. So, you know, we just make it our own. And that's how Easy Paranormal came out. We just started that thing. But again, there was really just my wife and I, and we hooked up with people through Meetup. And that's how we started meeting people in the area, got introduced to some of the locations that we had uh, investigated, and it just blossomed from there. And that's the whole thing about power unity. A lot of people talk it, but a lot of people don't live it. Trying to right. share evidence. I feel like say more about that. Locations. Oh, you can't go there. Why? We own that. So, you know, we're changing that a little bit. I think it's getting a lot better. There's newer, younger teams out here now. This yeah. PowerCon is our second PowerCon we're running this year. So we got a lot of people involved, a lot of teams, which is great. And we've been working with a lot of different people. So it, it, it's been a good collaboration out here. I'm, I'm really, really happy with what things are, are turning out. Hopefully, you know, I got um, 65. I got a few more years left of doing it. So hopefully it just continues to grow like that. And Roger's going to, you know, carry our torch and continue the work that we're doing. Awesome. That's what I have mail for. She be on, like, she's on my team. So uh, she'll carry a range. She's like 28 now, I think. Hmm. So and I, I'm, I'm going to be 55 in August. So I'm getting oh. there. Yeah, you get, we're getting there, right? Yeah, I'm getting there. So, and uh, the more, the older you get, the more you want those answers. That's the oh, way. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you yeah. never know when. <laughs> yeah, I know. Could be. Could be that more. <laughs> Actually, people that I investigated with uh, back in the New York area, we came up with uh, words. So, if I was the pass and they were doing a session somewhere, my keyword is para, uh, barracuda. So, if they're doing an EVP session and they're for some reason, they hear Barracuda. Also, that's me trying to come through. So that's something that we kind of uh, set. One of the guys that has died, Bobby J. He was a uh, DJ. We used to, his name, his was Disco. Uh, but you my loss? Excuse me? Mine's Pork Shop. Pork Shop, is it? Pork Shop. <laughs> pork <laughs> well, Roger, you never know. This guy who's up <laughs> Pork Shop. Now we know where that came from. We started getting Pork Shop. Hungry? Right? <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, because we are an investigation at this. Um, so, uh, again, we started uh, AZ Ghost Tours 2017 to help out. 2013, uh, you know, there was a lot more equipment coming out. Gary Golko, you know, with all his inventions, they, you know, he was continuing adding more and more. Now he's, he's on fire. He's coming out this year with a lot of very interesting things. I'm looking forward to that. But it was like you couldn't find any place that would. Uh, it provides you 
decent pricing, not so much the item, but the shipping. You know, I'm paying $20 to get a K2 ship to me. It was, it was kind of insane. So yeah. uh, I have a sales background, and I ended up starting Ghost Hunters Outlet. Most of the stuff that we carry, we ship for free. And anybody that subscribes to us, they get special discount coupons whenever we do our events. Some people want to buy their own equipment pre-hand. We do uh, <laughs> private events for some teams that are in the area that come from out of state. So we'll offer them special discount coupons. So we started that one, and, and last year we decided to put it all under one umbrella, which we started the Paranormal Group. This way, instead of having four or five uh, websites, we're slowly going to come down into one. Because it, it's a lot of work running a website. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of detail to it, especially now, you know, the way uh, new phones and just the technology is changing. You have to stay up with that, and trying to modify four or five different sites is totally insane. Right, and, and when you're going from phone, like on their Wix, I do a site and they have to do a separate set for the phone itself. Mm -hmm. It's you layout. And Interesting, yeah. So, yeah, so that, you know, I do have my sites. But yeah, the parallel loop is a great idea for that. Yeah. So, besides um, uh, our individual entities, what we're trying to do is make the paranormal group a type of directory and there are directories out there but you go out there and you know you pull up say teams in north carolina and you click on their website links and it goes no. to nothing they're gone no. okay understandable people do tend to be disenchanted with with this business and move on or they decide to just do facebook only but the people that are running those directories need to be proactive the reason directory is there is if somebody needs help and they want to search somewhere in their area, that's where they're looking. So make sure that, that the information that's there is active and, and right so they can find someone to help them. That's what the directory is all about. So that was one of the things that we want to accomplish. And that's a lot of work, but we will keep up when we get new teams that are going to be on that directory. They will be kept on. We will be checking links periodically to make sure that if there's someone in need and they go to our site and they're looking for somebody in Ohio, you're going to be able to find somebody in Ohio. Yeah, so you, I just think about that same freaking thing. Yeah, you know, where you got an email of the guy who's, I'm going to say it anyways, <laughs> parallelsocieties.com. You go on there and it's just polluted with least, stuff. And, they said, and a lot of them aren't even there anymore. And, and even it'll lag too sometimes to go on there. I thought, I should find somebody or someone to help do this because to go through and waste your time trying to find somebody if you're near somebody. Okay, I got twenty, I got thirty numbers here to hire, and twenty-five aren't, aren't anymore. Yeah. Right, broken links or not there anymore. Now, I feel like a, like when I left Pennsylvania, um, I think I took mine off. Of that group because that group's not there anymore. Sure. And I'll go in upstate different places too or take off, you know, other. I mean, I'll obviously eat mine. But I just thought, I'm not putting any more info on those sites. I mean, I have her name out there and certain platforms and stuff. And if somebody needs help, we're here. But it yeah, is just ridiculous all that yeah, it, shit is out there. It, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's more work to get to. For me, it'll be more work to get people on board onto the directory than it is actually maintaining the directory. 
because there, there are programs you can use to actually look for dead links on your site. So you just run it on that page or the, you know, the pages that you do have the teams listed on and you're going to find it. It's just, you need to want to do that. You know, there's no gain to do that. There's great gain if you're getting all these, you know, uh, people listed. Oh, look, there's a hundred teams in uh, New Jersey, but if 99 of them aren't available, it's, it's like no point. So again, it's staying up and that's one of the goals that we want to try to do. We do have on our AZ Ghost Tours site, we do have other tour companies in the area that do ghost hunts and ghost tours and paranormal investigations, just because some of those also do some of the places that we have that we do, and it keeps the lights on. So if we're not available on a specific week and somebody's coming into Arizona because it's spring training right now and somebody wants to do an event, we're only doing one Saturday a month at a location, they might not be there that Saturday, but there's someone else in the area that is. So we make sure that all the teams that do things here are on our site so they can go find those places and they can go and enjoy an event there in the place that historic location is getting some funds for that. So that's the other thing that we're trying to do here as well is to collaborate with all the teams. With us, the power unity, that's what we're, we're establishing. That's what we're doing. Right, and out in Ohio, um, the guy who does tours, um, his name is Bucky Cutright, and he wrote a book on heart cemeteries, and it was has a a tour, historical tour, and it has another tour called Booze and Booze. <laughs> so, I take it down the mile half track, and you'll have like four or five, bar uh, on it. Establishments as all part the bars and stuff. He tells stories and and uh, me and the wife were going there in May, so it's it's pretty fun. I got I actually um, got this book at a um, crab fest festival this past year, and it's also they had all the haunted cemeteries of uh, north, south, east, and west, or north, west, you know, south, you know, west, and what I did. Is I made uh, an app um, for your phone that um, you can go in, you pick location, and it'll give you Google Maps. And you hit the location and you can map it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's cool. I'll do that. It was all fun, man. Cool. But yeah, I don't think you guys do something. I like goats just because of the way they look and stuff. So first I get this on this year. Um, I'll t- take pictures of them and stuff. Yeah. I'll take a record real long. People don't know if they believe or not. We just take one long. So. How long have you been doing your podcast? Uh, about two and a half years. Right. Yeah, but actually, this episode is episode 60. 60, look at that. Yeah. Anniversary. Yeah. Woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you having a fun, you know. Yeah, I play. was, I had a, I had a postponement last week. I felt pretty bad. Um, I wouldn't feel well. Um, but she's come on that month, so I caught her in. So, I mean, I got back to her day on that, so she was looking at it. But, um, go back to the, <clears throat> TV shows, because like shows, are there ones that you think are, nah. I mean, well, Ghost Hunter started off as, as that was the main thing I watched, and I like Ghost Hunters, you know, but some other ones, I'm not real, 
Shaw Westford. Yeah, I think we do though. He wins. Back in the day, those uh, <laughs> first hit sci-fi. My wife mentioned that there's this new show coming out, and she recorded it, and we watched it, and I was giggling. I said, "This isn't going to last," and she's like, "Why? It's, it's great. It's boring. It's good. It's boring." People want Hollywood. People want to see, you know, uh, two by fours flying or birds flying across the room, and you know, flashing lights, things going off. Or did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that? Did you feel that? Uh, So, yeah. Unfortunately, that's what the public wants. It is entertainment, but I do thank shows because it did give awareness to our industry. Yes. And our industry. Look at all the paradigm. Hey, we're running our second paradigm. Wouldn't have even thought of doing something like this ten right. years ago, but here we are, thanks to you know these people that went and you know they, they were on television and got yeah. the, the public interested. Especially the very first ones too, who are more serious about it, and uh, like as that like we approached with it. One of the things we said that well, if we ever saw it do a parallel show on TV, which we never at that time we were kind of iffy on, yeah. I'll do an episode, but we're not guaranteed anything to happen. You know, we'll go with, you know, here's the episode here, and if you're going to do it or not. But they don't do that. So let's put this background music, you know, kind of shit, and that's like, you know. So, I mean, I, I'm all for their team value and stuff, and I know, you know, the, the broadcasting company's got to make their money. And so I understand yeah. that point, but like I said, there's some. Sure, the like watch that. The guy, do you guys hear um, Ghost Finders? Ghost Finders? What is it? Yeah, Ghost Finders. Is that uh, the English guy, uh, Rob? Yeah, yeah, Rob. Rob. Actually, the yeah. uh, guy I was doing some business with, uh, he had a store also called Pi, Paranormal Investigation Equipment. In our store, um, he was doing, I guess, his YouTube series or uh, whatever mm-hmm. it was, and he asked, if we would donate some equipment for exposure, which we did, didn't do as much, but yeah, I do remember Rod. He was actually just here in Arizona, uh, or he was going to be here in Arizona. Okay. Uh, he's doing a Paracon somewhere. Yeah, well, but I know of the show. I mean, it's, it's yeah. you know, again, I had, Yeah, I had done one uh, podcast last year. They're all fun. I'll make good shots. All right. Yeah, there's, there's so much uh, out there. Uh, Hulo, uh, one of the groups out here, he just got a, a not Hulu, was it Hulu? Uh, no, Roku. He just put together a paranormal channel on Roku. Mm-hmm. I suppose you're able to like make your own channel now. So that's going to be a venture. I guess it's sort of like a hybrid uh, I don't know, YouTube slash uh I really don't know what the heck it is. I got to look into it. But I, it, I, I have I have Roku. But you're able to actually make a channel now. I don't know that part. And that's like a YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, we probably can now. I got an email day about a group who, um, Paranormal News TV something is now on. Um, or something like that. Oh. Roku. Roku, Roku. And uh, I tried to find the day I could find it. But there was tons of paranormal, free paranormal shows on Roku. So. 
but that's the thing, you know, a lot of these small, not small, I mean, we're small too, not, not that we're big in any way, shape, or form, but it's just all these outlets that people are now able to take, you know, their evidence and a location and bring it out there. We're working with uh, the Global Ghost Hunt that's coming uh, in May, first two weeks in May, and I think it's the second or third week in October. They're running different uh, locations. There's like three or four locations here in Arizona that are going to be broadcast on that. So, you know, that, that's another uh, thing that somebody's putting together, you know, putting a lot of work into just to share the locations, to share uh, other teams, to collaborate, show our evidence. Hey, I was there also. This this validates what I've captured. I validated what you Right. That, that is that's awesome, Matthias. Yes. Yeah. So you have something going on yeah. like that. It's great. So there's more and more of these uh, avenues that are available for us. And it seems this Roku thing is something that, you know, maybe a lot of us should take a look into. All right, another thing I like, I would like to be able to get my, like, a long shot. I'd love to have my podcast on there because I have, like, a team teams on. Right now, when I first started all, I was doing parallel celebrities and authors, and I kept one also, but I've been concentrating more on um, parallel teams now and mm-hmm. their experiences and the locations they get to and stuff that they get and uh, things they use and that kind of stuff. And I just think, um, I, I forget her name, but it's American Paranormal Magazine. Yeah. Um, what's uh, her Kim? name? Kim? Is Kim. Minecraft yes, Minecraft. Kim. Kim is Minecraft. She got me all, got me everybody's name. Mm-hmm. So I booked out to being a Jew now with Paranormal Themes. So, Good. yeah, and I love the interviews, guys. You know, kind well, of stuff. You think of teams like our teams, like, so many of them out there in the nation we go to places we've been to locations that nobody's ever heard of it's not on the haunted america list or any of these places and these are places that we we do have that we like other people come in and other teams when they visit arizona so these places are getting exposure that are not mainstream if it wasn't for you know the internet and for these types of uh, podcasts like you're doing Nobody would ever hear of these places. It's the Waverly's and, you know, the, the same old stuff that everybody knows because it's just out there. Yeah. So big because of mainstream television. Right. So that your work and things that a lot of these people are doing, like the Roku channels and et cetera, that's great to promote these locations and show people, hey, this is what, you know, we're not TV stars, but damn, we're, we're good at what we do. And here's, you know, some of our evidence that we've captured. And it's great. It's a great revenue. Yeah. People. So, of the locations, what are some of the ones they got the most evidence from? And do you use certain kind of equipment to get the evidence? Or, and also, on that note, um, what do you feel about Ouija boards? They got a bad rap. I mean, a Ouija yeah, board, I, walking into some place and just you know, trying to start a session with a few bad thing. This Ouija board, you got a lot of people focused into one area. So right. That intense, that could be. But I'm going to let Roger take the question about locations. Okay. Well, what was the location about the locations? Well, what are the uh, better locations that we have out here that you've investigated? In? Um, I mean, between the jail, the old Gila County Jail in Globe, Arizona, and... I mean, it's a toss-up. The the YMCA in Miami. Um, I think we get the most. What? 
Just letting people know Miami, Arizona, not Ohio, not Florida. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Miami, Arizona. <laughs> Just like Hollywood, not like Hollywood, Florida. But anyways, um, uh, Miami, Arizona, there's a YMCA out there. It's built in 1917. Um, I think the jail is tops, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the jail was on a Ghost Adventures episode a few years back, but other than being in this area, nobody really knew about it. The YMCA, nobody knows about. You know, uh, our team and a couple other teams do utilize that location, but it's a gem. It's a, it's a absolute gem. We do a bordello uh, actually up in Globe. Nobody does. We're the only ones that go, and she doesn't want anybody else in there, but we're the only ones that go in there, and that is another place. Again, they're all under the radar. Uh, but, you know, being that we're at the Gila Jail so often, and I've been doing that place since 2010, if I want to go and try something out, try a new method or try a new piece of equipment, that's where I go because I have built a rapport there and there's a mutual respect. And I'll get activity whenever I walk in there where somebody else will go in there and nothing happens. It's just they know me, they trust me, they understand it sounds like I'm absolutely crazy. If I said talk like this 30 years ago, I'd be. Let's see what here we first start off. It's an um, absolutely active place. It's, it's totally incredible. One of the most incredible places I've ever, ever invested in. So, anybody coming out to Arizona, Gillette County Jail, Florida. Let me say, in New Jersey, I think it might be Mount Holly in Jersey, I think. Uh, that Burlington County Prison. Mm-hmm. We did that. Uh, we did that twice. Um, we got some of the best evidence of that place. Yeah. Um, we were, um, back when we were in Pennsylvania, we did, uh, I lived like half hour from Gettysburg. I lived there. So we did bed and breakfast, and we had some of the guests. We showed them our tools and stuff the guys do. They loved doing that. We split up in the barn there, a property, and a group inside the house right in and um two of the girls there the mother and daughter um they're from new jersey and like that extreme ghost hunting and stuff and they invited us to the prison um to come up and there's in the, in the prison there is one room that has a uh a big a big boat i guess that's carved out they had a little boat and they said, um, we're in the room with the big boat, and they said, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> we get that sometimes, too, uh, when they're snarky uh, as heck. Yeah, oh my God. And, and that prison, uh, the fat mouse, too. So, but, um, they, I can't remember what famous person was there, but these two, uh, um, out back, they, they had the electric chair out back, soon. They took it away, and but I was I got my picture sitting in it. <laughs> but we had that so place cool. had probably bats. They were swooping all around, and yeah, that was down at uh the Inajo, the Phelps Dodge uh, Hospital. Fortunately, that was uh, something that a friend of ours, Tony Rathman, and his team they were actually doing events in there. The owner decided to sell it. Somebody bought it. He was going to make I think condos out of it. That's all on hold, so hopefully that comes back. That that was another phenomenal, under the radar place that nobody knew about. 
that has been on featured on a couple of uh, paranormal TV shows, but that was another great place. Hopefully that does come back. It's a little out of the way it's almost, uh, you know, you're almost in Mexico at that point, but it, it was another great place. Another place to do Acadia Ranch Sanatorium, which is in Oracle. That's just been on uh, one of the shows, and that is another very active place. We're actually going to be there this weekend. Uh, so you know, there are some really great places uh, out here. I think a lot of the um, shows, I don't know, they seem to be coming out this way, out west. I don't know what's going on out east, if it's uh, cost or whatever the case may be. But it seems Arizona and the southwest seems to be uh, getting a pretty big presence on television as of late. That's good. Like with that prison bastion and stuff, and there was a, a long hard corridor going down to a locked door you can get into the other building. <coughs> Excuse me. And the bat was in there flying around, so I, there were steps to go up and then down. I'm still on the steps, and he's on the door, that's not the picture. I got a picture of his bat. Right in your face. <laughs> you can see where he's even, he's got the way eyes. And, ah. <laughs> Nice. What are you doing, you crazy ass? Hot? That's good. <laughs> anyway, because got the, I got already drank come right out of the hall where I took a picture. The doctor didn't want to talk my head. And my my friend knows long. He was getting bounced off the back and basement for them running into the back. Wow. Yeah, and uh, yeah, every time I went there, the bats were there. So. Jeez. Yeah. But, you know, uh, again, uh, we use the gel a lot for equipment. You know, a lot of people ask me what's my favorite piece of equipment. It's whatever their the location that you're at, whatever they're comfortable using, whatever they can figure out. I mean, yeah, you might get rampart activity. You might have an EM spikes. Maybe spirit box is working or an ovalist or doing different techniques. But whatever happens to be working, and that's why we cart all this stuff. Maybe an ultrasound sensor is going to work, and maybe it's not going to work. But you give them whatever opportunity. And a lot of times, it's going to be just something physical. Maybe you're going to get pushed, you're going to shove, you're going to get touched. Mm -hmm. That's the way that they can communicate. Okay, all right. It's audible. All the equipment that you bought, that $2,000 worth of junk you're carting around, none of it's going to work. Right. It's, it's there to possibly give them the opportunity that maybe they have the knowledge learning over the past seeing people coming in bring it in bring it in then playing with it to be able to utilize so that that's the whole key is there anything the best piece of equipment other than the investigator's interpretation of his equipment it's whatever happens to be the most thing that's going to get the activity right. trigger objects etc absolutely the same thing they stuff out and you know i got there's i got this new um music box sensor that my friend Bill made that with our group. Um, it's pretty cool. Get, like, get, you know, like, it picks up like 15 feet away around this. That was pretty, pretty good. Um, it's a kind of buffet, you know, you lay it all out, whatever you want to eat. You know, yeah, that's right. That's right. Where I cut around on a walker like that. <laughs> um, so, what are your thoughts on orbs? <laughs> Next question. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Oh, yes, that person. Or is this stuff? Maybe it's really could be a spirit aura, but they're very rare and few between. I never came across, and I came across one 
long time ago, or actually on a couple weeks ago, that was actually on the podcast for one lady half a time and that was uh, Patty Negri was on, um, which was interesting, but no, with the same way to work for like, you just, yeah, whatever. Because a lot of people say, oh my gosh, you go into their, their house, they're like, look at all the goats and stuff, and it's like, clean your house, and it's dust, you know, it's just dust. And they're like, well, that's not true. I, I, I tell them, I tell everybody that they so said, uh, orbs go cave. over to a, 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 a go to a soap. Capture a real orb on a camera, on especially a CCT camera or IR camera. That right. illumination is not going to work. Right. Uh, I've, you, you see them physically with your eyes. Yeah, yes. I, I have a light like that before already. I've seen one at a church one time. I've seen oh, one wow. One. Um, but with the, the whole or thing. I said, well, you know what? You, to test your theories, all the orbs in your house, I said, that's yeah. how it is. Go over to a sofa. Yeah, bang on it. Bang on it. Make like, it down. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing about paranormal investigating is you need evidence and support evidence, but you also need to find reasons. You're you're there to find explanations. That's, that's the true idea of paranormal investigating is to take a claim, whatever it is, or whatever something is coming across, and find other alternatives to it. And once you can't find anything, you're left with something that's inconclusive. It's right. very rare that I can actually, like the jail, I can say that place is definitely haunted. Up in mm-hmm. That's definitely a haunted location. But most places, you cannot, there's, you just can't say it's haunted. You can't validate it. It's very, very difficult to, to say that. It's just, you know, there's 3,300 satellites, how many, you know, police cruisers and ambulance, everything that is communicating, cell phones. Oh, there's just yeah. so much contamination out there, electrical wires. Yeah. You, you you don't know what you're what you're getting. Yeah. Evidence we, is for evidence. We should put ourselves in the car for trucks for you in this place. Mine's <laughs> off in my kit, usually. Yeah. I do yeah. a lot of us, and we do use them from time to time. You can talk about apps, too. That's another source subject like or um, yeah. some of them are fine uh you got to use them with a grain of salt just like anything else because the k2 yeah. is going off because simply me you're doing facebook live and yeah that's what's causing it so you know just like anything you need to know what is making that go so yeah right. are some apps good if it's talking about the beach and you're in you know desert in arizona you're mostly getting bs but if it's something that is actually relevant to your situation, your questions, what's going on, the activity, the location, the story aspect, yeah, then there may be some validation to that. So people that do use apps out there, please go ahead and use them. It's a very inexpensive way to uh, investigate with apps. You know, you have a lot of uh, different things that are out there. But remember, evidence supports evidence. Take what you gather and use your, your brain and figure out is this actually something that is realistically going on and don't want it to be don't right with that intent that yeah we're going to a place that's haunted so everything that happens is going to be something paranormal most likely it's not a rarity to have actual real paranormal activity right so another question i have is what do you think about cryptids uh you know yeah I believe in aliens. I believe a lot of things. Uh, yeah. Yes. 
I do. I believe. I do too. So, love you. Yeah, you're nuts and stuff. Uh, yeah, I anyway, I, whatever you, you know, I'm researching sure stuff. Never see one or, you know, I've actually liked this guy already. Oh, before. What about that? Come out here. You know, driving home two o'clock in the morning. So yeah. Military <laughs> bases and all that around. Oh here. Yeah. yeah. You never know what's going on. Yeah, but, I got, I got, I got rights parish now here, so. So, you know, paranormal activity, is it, is it multi-dimensions, uh, you know, different universes? Is it actually alien? Is yeah. people from the future that are actually, that we're catching when they're, they're right. fighting, they're doing whatever. There's so many possibilities, there's so many things, and that is what paranormal is, unable to explain what any type of natural means or phenomena. You know, it's just, that's what we do. And there are different genres of, of paranormal, you know, cryptoids, aliens, it's all <laughs> the same thing. We happen to be more on the spiritual aspect of the right. normal. That's what we're all doing. Now, yeah, um, I believe in quite a lot of things. We um, took a trip to New York to Hinsdale House, and that's back a few miles back, road at Dark Hill, a forest around there, and just a tiny little house. And uh, we had recorders um, placed. Uh, on the outside, because uh, they want to take a smoke break, and heard this weird sounding howl, like nothing we ever heard of. What a, a wolf howl, or what a, it's how they were allowed to scream, makes them a howl, really weird. I'm like, oh god, you know, what, what, they, what could it be? So, uh, we had put a recorder out on the porch for the night, and uh, mm. we went over the evidence, I think Bill found it when he was doing that, and we picked up some weird noises and stuff that went on for three minutes total. So let's say we all do is we can't claim it's what, you know, and I sent to different places that check the stuff and they never really get back to me about it. And they say it sounds kind of canine, but not. And and what's weird about it is it sounds like something messing with the quarter and you hear like grunt. <coughs> You know, and it's like the guy who owns the place has a camera outside who said there are no deer around or anything. So, and he's saying else. Hmm. So, it was the weirdest, weirdest thing. Weird. But that place, my God, if you get a chance to go there, I mean, it does cost money. But we got like eight people to go. It helped out with the price on But we got the whole weekend for it. And it was... <laughs> It was an estimate. We had to sleep in some bedrooms that were, yeah. Well, here, you know, in Arizona, the uh, indigenous people and Native Americans that are here, the Apaches, Navajos, we work with uh, quite a few teams, uh, some of them that are Apache, and the, their beliefs are absolutely incredible. And if you take a look at some of it, some of the things that happen and what they believe in, it, it is definitely something that is realistic. So, you know, there's a lot to learn about different cultures and different religions, different uh, types of societies. And that is another thing as an investigator is to constantly learn and constantly expand your knowledge and use people. Uh, you know, I'm very fortunate that we are in an area that is newer history as far as Anglo-Saxons. But the history here goes back thousands and thousands of mm -hmm. years. So there's a lot of unexplained natural occurrences here that you have skin wolf, you have no idea what's going on here. All right. so it's very, very interesting for sure. But, you know, um, another thing, if anybody's in the area, April 22nd, this year, we're going to be doing our PowerCon up in Globe. 
We're running uh, six different locations for uh, ghost hunts during the day. We have paranormal teams, authors, all different people uh, up here. Mm -hmm. We have a uh, group of people that are doing some interesting methods, direct radio voice, if anybody's familiar with that, Marcelo uh, Bachi. He, I think it was the 70s, Rogers, he came up with using a tube radio to actually hear and speak with spirits. Oh, wow. The point they did an experiment, they were pulling tubes and things out of the back of the radio, and they were still working. So there's a couple people out here that are working on that. Roger's been uh, being tutored by Tony Rathman in that respect. All right. We have a couple other things that we're kind of working on, you know, and it's these new methods and new ways to explore the paranormal. That's what it's all about. And the thing is sharing that knowledge and letting it be available for other people. So if anybody's coming out in Arizona, hey, it's spring uh, training out here. Come on out, enjoy the weather. It's a little rainy today here, but Usually we're in the 80s now, so it's beautiful. Come and enjoy our valley here. Do a little golf and enjoy our power con up in Globe, Arizona. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good, but I'll, I'll try anything once, twice, or three times. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say more than once. Um, before um, we go here, um, you, oh, more time here if you really want. Um, what about the vacations you want to get to? I didn't get to yet, like a, a bucket list. I don't really have one. You know, I know yeah. a lot of people, our bucket list is like, you know, the way of ladies in Pittsburgh hospital. I, mm -hmm. I really don't uh, want to go to those type of locations. I do want to stay uh, close. We are looking for a couple of road trips going into New Mexico. We were there a couple of years ago. We had a good time. Going to Anna uh, Jail and Courthouse, we investigated there. I want to get back to that type of location. I do want to go to more paracons that are, you know, in mm -hmm. the Southwest to meet teams from other locations. And again, finding places that we don't know about that are on, not on any haunted register or any haunted website, but places like the YMCA that we know mm -hmm. of, these people do. So going to meet other teams and finding those places that we haven't heard of, that's where I want to go now. Yeah. Uh, back earlier, when we were talking about going to evidence, what software do you guys use? Are you Audacity and Gimp? I just use Audacity, yeah. I don't do much yeah. with it. Um, I hardly clean things up. All I right. May, I may amp volume, but it's just a yeah, I mean, watch the waveform besides listening to it. That's right. it. I mean, with Audacity, you, you can take up. If you adjust it right, you adjust a little noise out of it. I don't think of it too much. I like but, to you know, be able to slow it down to listen to things uh, yeah. that way. Sometimes just elongating it slightly just will help you figure out what it's actually saying. Right. And my ears are older. I'm sure yours ears are different than Rogers. Yeah. Everybody hears things differently. Uh, so, you know, that's another thing when you do capture okay. the best thing is to share, let somebody else get their take on it, see what they're hearing. You know, if you remember, you were talking about Ghost Hunters, the TV show. They used to let the actual client listen two or three times and then right. tell them what they think they heard. That's the right way to do it. Now, so, they should uh, be kind of getting away with that, where they're just saying, okay, this we think it's saying blah, blah, blah. We're right, right. Like, and you're like, oh, yeah, I've been saving time, whatever. But They are listening for that. Yeah, it's just like, hey, you know, you're, you're watching a cloud. Look, there's a dog up there. See the tail, see the ears. 
you don't want to give anybody information. Same thing we investigate. Uh, our investigator, Karen, who's a sensitive, she doesn't want to know much. She'll right. do anything for him, but she will not. She does not want to get into the actual location, spots, actually where things are right. activity. Yeah. She wants to be able to pick up on it, which, again, uh, validating the claims through her and through what we may have as far as equipment reactions. That's the important thing. What's that? Software, um, I use uh, Mavavi for video-wise. It's mm -hmm. just simple. I don't really uh, need right. much. I don't do effects. We don't put sound and right. stuff in our stuff. It, it's all raw, basically, what we end up yeah. having. We put a couple of polished things on the locations that we do, public uh, investigations, et cetera, but that's it. Right. Uh, raw footage to the clients. Um, just I, I, I think I'm happy. I mean, it's a little frustrating from time to time. Yeah. yeah. Things, but, yeah. you know, it's a tool. It, it's, it's, it yeah. works out good for us. Yeah. For sure. uh, portals, different things like that. We sell them. We build them for people. Uh, SLS cameras, I'm not a big fan of. Even right. though we yeah. sell it. Why do we sell it? Simply because if somebody wants it, they're going to buy it somewhere else. The small profits that we make from our store plus right. their costs. Now, you, we do on an average two to three hours from where we live to the locations we go to. And that four or five hours a gallon, which is kind of expensive out here. I'm not sure what Ohio is, but right now we're, we're hitting maybe up to mid fours in a few weeks. But, you know, something has to offset that. And the store does help. So, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to put stuff on that store that people want to buy that doesn't mean I necessarily use it and there are things that I will promote that we do use like for instance ultrasound I believe ultrasound compared to passive infrared is the way to go I do not feel a spirit entity is going to be able to be uh, seen or, or or captured via PIR I just don't see it happening all right and I'll will I think people um, waste money on the FLIR cameras, too. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've caught a couple things on FLIR. It's more of the reaction. Uh, like, we have yeah. a, someone that got their arm grabbed. We do have something right. that way. But rarely do you ever really catch anything substantial. And a lot of times that FLIR shot is so grainy yeah. that and you're, you're starting to just, oh, you know, is that really a, a figure there? Is that a, a cowboy standing next to you? Mm -hmm. It, you know, again, your mind is going that intent, that haunted yeah. location. You're thinking haunted, and we're all guilty of it. You know, there's, yeah. that's why we're there to try to capture something. So we, we have to not have that predetermination that will spoil us. But yeah, players, you know, you know we have it, we use it. It's there more mm -hmm. of a to capture a reaction and after right. than actually something live capture. But right. yeah, a PIR, I'd rather go with ultrasound. Um, we right. use light panels, which are very interesting. They shoot up IR. There's a, anything that reflects the R back down is an IR receiver. Uh, we mm -hmm. can use those for yes and no uh, sequences. Uh, we sell a lot of those. They work out very, very well. Wow. IR cameras, a lot more people are getting away from IR. They're going into yeah. going into regular white light. So yeah, time of day, people are like, yeah, you always investigate at night. No, I actually personally rather investigate like 12 in the afternoon. Sure, you're going to get some contamination as far as audio wise. But, you know, 
24-7 is paranormal. When I want it to happen, it's going to happen. And when you, you know, deal with clients and you talk to them, you know, what was the activity? Oh, it was 2 in the afternoon or I just got home from work. It was 5.30. So paranormal is all the time. So, you know, IR lights and cameras and all, you know, if they're not a good camera, it's going to be grainy and it's going to be difficult. Right. It's more for documentation than anything else. Right. I um a little IR box that... Um... You could, it says white, it says green, yellow, red, it has all the colors. So if it's, because that's also what you want, then they have open that. Yeah. Now, that is a built-in battery, correct? Rechargeable. Rechargeable, yeah. yeah. Personally, I stay away from any equipment like that, and this is my, my personal opinion. I do 100% <laughs> believe that spirits can pull energy from batteries. They cannot pull energy from a battery just sitting in my hand. It physically needs to be in contact to be actually drawing the current through it for them to use. With a rechargeable battery, a built-in battery, if that gets zapped, you better have a backup. Right. You better wait two hours to use it. Ah, damn. That's my <laughs> thought. Most of the equipment that we use, if possible, is being able to replace the battery as needed. That's that's yeah, that's, that's most of the stuff for us. We yeah. sell a line of lights called uh, P-Tech, Paranormal Tech. Great lights. They're out of California. Very inexpensive. They're kick-ass. They're, they're just some really, really good lights. So pop on ghosthuntersoutlet.com. Folks, I want to take a look at that okay. P-Tech line. And I'll, you'll I'll, be surprised. Yeah, very good. Here for lights, for sure. So ghostheartoutlet.com. I'll put it in the comments then. So. Yeah, please. And for those that are interested, if you do want to make a purchase, you can use a discount code SPIRIT for 10% off. Many items, K2s, REM pods, millimeters, uh, SB7s, the new one that just came out in January, the Revision 6, we have those in stock. They all ship for free. That's the way I can say We are uh, under contract to sell items at specific prices we will give you that on a discount and we will ship it for free that's how we can help save you money oh, we, can't, awesome. we can't say hey you can buy a k2 for 50 bucks right. can't do that we can't advertise that type of price because we're contracted but right. come on use a discount code you'll save there but no matter what a lot of items are free shipping so well, yeah. that's it is a good hunter outlet or ghost hunters outlet ghost hunters outlet all right and again, profits help us with our fundraisers that supports what we do. So supporting us supports the nine historic locations that we're currently working with. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome, guys. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo-hoo. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. I've got a pair of Rogers. Woo-hoo. Roger. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Um. Oh, you guys are blessed. I'll you. I told you guys earlier. Uh, we appreciate yeah. you, you know, bringing us on. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Yes, I'll, thank I'll, you. I'll try to schedule uh, maybe early fall again, and I'll get I'll you try on. To get everybody together. I'll get everybody on. And uh, well, especially I have mine nine o'clock for me, and then that'll be seven for you or six for you guys. Six, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I mean, if we could do it. So, uh, sorry, again about that. Yeah. <laughs> 
November. No worries. November, I guess. Yeah, no problem. Again, we appreciate you know the opportunity to be there. I want to thank all your viewers for spending yes. the time with us. Uh, hope you got something positive or something good out of, out of this. Maybe one thing I said, maybe something that might put you in a different direction or give you food for thought. I hope I was able to do that, and that's what it's all about: sharing. Sharing things I've learned, sharing methods. Sharing with caring. Very good. Just keep it going. And again, Scott, thank you very much. Oh, you bet. You bet. It's hard, guys. So, um, but we're going to wrap it up. And tonight we have Finney and Roger from Astros. Yeah. Thank you guys again. And actually, that's how you can find us azpirs.com, aspers.com. There you go. Until next time, happy haunting, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Be safe. Yeah. Be careful. Thank you, Nathan.